0: So Today we're going to look at how do we know when it's time to become a head coach or to try to be a head coach. Uh, that's, not, that's a question I get a lot from people, uh, especially uh, I'm someone who became a head coach at a young age, so people ask me, how do you know when you're ready? How do you know when to take that step? What are the steps to take to try to become a head coach? And Those are some things that we're going to talk about today in the podcast after a, a short ad. Uh, we'll get right into that subject. Thank you for listening. All right, so today we're going to look at how does one become a head football coach? How does somebody uh, goes through the process of trying to become a head football coach? That is something uh, that I think I think about often because um, I'm a head coach, right And I reflect on um, how did how did I get here right? What are the steps I took to become a head coach and then I have people ask me, what does it take to be a head coach? How did you become a head coach? Uh, especially when I first became a head coach, I was 29 and people would, would ask me, how did you do that? How did you become a head coach at such a young age? And uh, I was very fortunate to have a lot of great mentors in my career. And I'm going to run through uh, just different parts of my career and talk about how that made me more ready to be a head coach at a younger age. And uh, even how I was as a player uh, Helped me to to cultivate uh, the character traits that have allowed me to be a head coach. Um, now my, I say this uh, on the podcast often. My my best record as a head coach is four six. So if you're looking for uh, somebody who's won a state championship, uh, this is not the guy. Uh, um, I have not done that yet as a head coach. Maybe one of these days uh, we'll we'll get to the the place where we can we can do that. Uh, but I'll talk about. Why I want to become a head coach, right? And why I want to be a head coach—the types of programs I've been a head coach at—and it'll be fun. So, you know, my my journey started when I was in middle school. I I knew I always wanted to to be a coach. Um, you know, from middle school forward, right? I knew I, want, I wanted to be a a teacher and a and a football coach. And why is that? Because that was modeled for me by my my grandfather and my dad and i knew i wanted to to coach football at the high school level i didn't really want to do the college thing or pro thing and as a player i really enjoyed playing high school football i knew i wanted to be a college football player a division one college football player and i was a a slow developing player Uh, i i was a I was a decent high school player as a junior, and I became, I guess, a little above average as a senior. I was able to sign a Division One football scholarship. Um, I lettered for four years. Right, I redshirted and I lettered for four years. Um, I only started one year, and that I think that really helped me. That, that has really helped me, excuse me, as a as a head coach, because uh, it's helped me to understand. There's a it takes a lot of work. to, to get what you want, and it takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of effort. It's like you know, if, if you make a meal or bake a cake, uh, you're going to put far more time into making that meal, making that cake, than you're going to put in actually eating <laughs> that cake. So, coaching is the same thing, teaching is the same thing. You're going to put in a lot of hours, a lot of time to get the desired outcome that you want. And I remember being in college as a player, we would get out of practice and then I would go upstairs in our football operations center and I would watch film of the practice we just had. Now, we as as players didn't watch film with the coaches until the next day. But I wanted to go ahead and take a look at it. Uh, So if anybody was waiting on me maybe to go to have dinner or go do something after practice, uh, they knew it was going to be a minute uh, cause I was going to go and, uh, watch film, right. Evaluate myself and then get it, then go and do, you know, whatever it was, it was we were doing, uh, that evening. Cause we practiced like in the middle of the day to like six o'clock, somewhere around there. So I've had this love of watching film, of putting in time, of being very critical of myself. I was always my most, harsh critic, right? My harshest critic, uh, as far as a player, I was very tough on myself. I wanted everything to be perfect and that helped me sometimes, but it hurt me sometimes. And it does the same thing as a coach. It helps me sometimes and it hurts me sometimes because I want everything to be just right. And that can be a struggle at something that I go through now as a coach is. You know, if we install this play, yet, yeah, it's good. Or if we do something on defense, this is nice. But can we do it perfectly? Can we do it right every single time? And you know, I think that when you put in scheme, right, you should be able to do it for, versus anything. Run that play, run that coverage. And that's just something I believe in. It's something I'll continue to believe in, that simplicity is what wins. That's a whole other – I've done a couple of podcasts about that topic. Uh, but that's something I, I truly believe in as a coach. So where does that come from, and how does how did that help me uh, to become a head coach at the age of 29? So I played college football, I got done, and then uh, I went and became an offensive line coach for a couple of years, and that's what I knew really well. I knew how to coach offensive line, multiple systems. I've coached in the, sp- coached in the spread. Then I coached in a wing T, and it was also like a pro style kind of offense, right? Wing T slash pro style offense, and I was—I thought I was really good at that. We we had gone, we didn't go to the playoffs my first year as an assistant coach, but the second year as a head coach, we made it to the final eight, Class Six A in Florida, which Class Six A at the time was the highest classification in Florida. And I can honestly say that year, that was two thousand. Uh, 2010. um, That was the uh, really just one of the pinnacles of my assistant coaching career. I learned a lot uh, about how to be how to be an assistant coach, how to prepare, uh, how to uh, understand. You know what it takes to be a good assistant coach right and um that is something that i'll be forever grateful uh, coach that was there uh, he's won a lot of games like 200 something games and i use a lot of those processes now and now were they old school philosophies yeah like did we chart on paper yes did we spend a lot of time uh doing uh you know, meetings and and stuff like that, sure. But it prepared me to be a head coach going forward, and I think that was something that I really was fortunate to be under uh, during that time. So, and then um, I I got a I moved on in my career uh, to being a defensive coordinator uh, after that, which which was really really cool i I ended up um being a dc and i didn't really know what was going on on defense right i was like what is this Uh, i know some front stuff i learned some basic cover three had a head coach that poured into me helped me become a much better a much better coach and um was just really really thankful uh, that he did that and naturally i think what started my desire to be a head coach as far as the desire to put in the work necessary. I always have wanted to be a head coach, but I learned in 2000, in 2010, how to work right uh, as offensive line coach. And then in 2011, I learned how to be in, in control of a side of the football and how to be a be an administrator, right? How to give people tasks to do, um, as they, as we practice, right, or as we look at game film. Because when I was a, an assistant coach, just as offensive line coach, I got my guys ready. It was really detailed. Um, we'd have these longer meetings, like I talked about. And I was just worried about offensive line. I didn't really care about anything else, right? We were trying to, trying to be good there. But then I became a defensive coordinator. And it made me broaden my horizon, right? I always thought I was just going to be an offensive coordinator and then go from there and be a head coach, and that was not the that ended up not being the plan. I became a defensive coordinator, and um, that happened because my job at where I was got cut; uh, it was gone. The school had lost some enrollment, so I had to move on to a, a different a different school, and it made me step out of my comfort zone into something I didn't know anything about. I didn't really know anything about defense. I know a little bit about what we ran at Liberty. We were three, four, two gap, Tampa two, but the school I went to to be a defensive coordinator, my first defensive coordinator job, we didn't have that personnel. That was not going to work. We would not win many games. So we ran a three, three, five. I basically stole what we ran um, my last year as, as an offensive line coach and we just ran that we ended up going we, we were like nine and t- nine and three that year we won the district i think for the only time in school history i don't know they, they've won it since um or before i don't even know if, if they did they may have won it one other time but it, we had we won nine and three that's the best record the school has had i think since they've been in like the fhsa they were in some like christian school league before but Anyways, had a really good year, Um, and then I started to understand how to be an administrator, how to uh, give people tasks to do. Do I do I micromanage, right, or do I let them do their job? And I think, you know, looking back now as a guy who's a guy who's been a head coach for going on six years, I think. There's this this wrong distinction between you're either letting somebody do their job or micromanaging. I think the correct r- route is somewhere in the middle, where yes, we get let people do their job, but as a as a head coach, we should always be evaluating all areas of our program, always at all times, uh, because it is our it's our program and it's our job to be able to make sure we are we are functioning at the highest level. Possible. So from there, I go to, to be a defensive coordinator at a couple of different schools, and then I really start to formulate my my idea about what I want to be as a head coach. Uh, my last stop as a defensive coordinator, and that was at Eagles Landing Christian Academy uh, in McDonough, Georgia, under head coach Jonathan Guess, uh, who really shaped me as as an assistant coach and helped me. To find what do I believe in, and when I first met him, that's something he used to talk about all the time was his philosophy and his philosophy. You know, I first heard him talk about it. I was like, man, I, I just want to talk ball. And the longer I was around him for those two football seasons, the more I understood that your philosophy is really everything that what do you believe in as a head coach to help your program to be successful and i've taken a lot of what of what he believes in and it's become you know what i believe in so i believe in got to play great defense we did not do that last year we were horrible defense last year got to run the football got to play good special teams right got to have a good weight program uh, those are things that you know you have to build your program to be able to be able to do. And another thing, Coach Guest did that was really good for me was you have to have a document that spells out what does your program believe. So, me going to apply to be the head coach at Riverside uh, for the 2015 season, I had put together a document. That this is how I'm, we're going to do things going forward. Uh, now, can that change? Yeah, it's a Word document. I can I can type on, I have my computer in front of me. I can type on this Google Doc and I can change it. And that's fine. But there needs to be uh, some sort of you know document that guides the program. This is how we do things. This is what we believe in. This is how we're going to do it. And that's something I have kept to this day and that document you know if for somebody looking to become a head coach that's a good thing to send the people uh that you know you're, you're sending your resume right you're sending it to the ad or the principal or whoever uh also attach that document of what do you believe and make it concise make it look good um you know those types of things but that's something that you need to have uh especially if you're going through the interview process, because it gives the people that are interviewing you an idea of, okay, this is what this guy believes. Because the interviews can be, man, there's people asking all kinds of questions They can be kind of fast paced. You can't go into much depth really in interviews. So it's good to give people a document about what, what are your beliefs as a football program? Uh, how are you going to raise funds, right? How are you going to what kind of, you know, style of offense, defense, special teams, how are you going to deal with discipline? How are you going to help the students become better, uh, better students, right? How are you going to interact with the community? Those are things that need to be typed down into a document. And that takes some time. Uh, Those are things that uh, you have to, I think you have to do if you want to be a head coach uh, that is, that is successful. So, you know, I knew kind of going back, I knew after the 2014 season, I was ready to be a head coach and, uh, and it was time, it was time to apply. And how did, why did I know it was time? Because I knew what my philosophies were and I also knew and I had my document, right? And I also knew that I could coach any position on the field. And I think that is critical I think as a head coach, you have to be able to coach any position besides the kicker. I don't know how to tell a kicker to kick, right? <laughs> but you need to be able to coach any position on the field, right? And you need to be able to be you know, on the offensive side of the ball, or the defensive side of the ball, because as the high school head coach, you're just trying to hire the best assistants you can possibly hire. You can't really go get guys from way far away and give them this huge salary, right? You need to be able to hire just the best coaches you can find. And is that guy an offensive guy? Is that guy a defensive guy? Right. Um, because as the head coach, usually in high school, we call one side of the ball, right? For a couple of years, I didn't call offense or defense. Um, but now I will always call one side of the ball. Right now I'm, I'm doing, doing offense. Um, because I have a really good defensive coordinator, coach Hughes, shout out coach Hughes. Um, so you know, as a as a as the head coach, you need to be able to do position drills with any group, be able to design an offense or a defense and make that fit your personnel. I think if you want to be an effective head coach, because I've seen it happen when I was an assistant coach. Um a head coach lets a guy do something and the head coach doesn't know anything about that. And the guy they or they have hired to coach whatever whatever position is doing a really bad job but the head coach is not comfortable confronting that position coach because he doesn't know anything about it so i think as a head coach you need to be willing to learn as much as you can about all positions so you can coach all those positions so when uh, you become a head coach right you can have say in how things are done i think that is that is critical uh, so thank you for listening. Just want to put this out there. If you have any any thoughts, uh, please send me a tweet at, at coach. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm also looking for more people to interview. Got a couple set up this week. Uh, but thank you for listening to the podcast, and have a wonderful day.